Welcome to the Innovate for Impact podcast. This podcast is for leaders in the social sector like you who want to make a difference. Each episode is packed with practical ideas on how you can be more innovative and create an even bigger social impact. We share our ideas on what you can do and also speak to leaders from the sector to share best practice. So let's get into it and let's talk impact. Welcome to the Innovate for Impact podcast. My name is Tracy Newman and I'm, as always, joined by Dan Bentley. And Dan, what is it that we're going to talk to everyone about today? Talk to you all about a, an idea that we have been discussing a lot with our clients and it's all about implementing change into your organization and how to do that when you're already so flat out with your everyday work, but you also see that you need to do some things differently. So we're going to introduce you to a bit of a a philosophy, which is all about if you are trying to implement some new things into your organization, maybe some new ways of working, how can you potentially find old ways of working that are no longer serving you well and replace those ways of working with these better ways of working so that you're not necessarily having to add and find more resources and more capacity to be able to do these things that you really want to do. So we're going to we're going to sort of go a bit deeper on that particular concept. We do hear that a lot when we're working with people because particularly when we're talking about involving, you know, consumers or people that, you know, people clients or people you support whatever the terminology is that you use you know when we're when we're talking about involving them more particularly in decision making within the organization people are like oh look you know I would love to however (laughs) I'm at capacity so you just see people feel really stuck because they're at capacity with what they're doing and they don't have capacity to take on anything else and and we get it you know that's that's familiar to everybody because I, I don't know anyone who has the luxury of not wishing they had more time to be able to do things new. Uh, everyone sort of is is working kind of at capacity. So you really do need to think about, well, okay, so how can we build this in and what are the things that aren't adding a lot of value that we can replace with new ways of working? So what are the sort of things that you might look for to know where to start if you wanted to introduce something new? For a lot of people, they kind of know what they want to do, but they maybe haven't thought about what it is that they're doing currently. So, you know, one that you sort of touched on at the start, Trace, is that they go, oh, we want to collaborate more with our clients. And then they go, okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to add in this activity on top of what we're already doing, right? And so what they end up doing is like, oh, well, we tried to run a project one time where it was more collaborative, but it just took twice as long. So look, I don't know if we can really afford to do that next time. So, But they'll still talk to us about how they really want to do it, but they're still kind of like, well, I don't know if we can do it again though. So they just go, oh, well, we'll just keep doing what we were doing. So the alternative to that is, okay, so what are we doing today when we're not collaborating with our clients? And there's probably a number of different things you're doing. It could be that there is like, you're getting a group of people together to run workshops. You could be getting um, people to submit business proposals and flesh out ideas and those sorts of things. And then you go away and you build out those ideas um, and then you know you launch them and then you hope that the people like them because you might not have those insights to know that they are definitely going to work. And so you're already doing all this other activity and what you might look at instead is go, okay, well, that activity there is what we're doing today. What I actually want to do is move my organization towards more collaborative ways of working. They look like this. How do I now transition my organization from working in this way previously 
to now working in this new way now and in the future. So you almost have to draw a bit of a line in the sand and maybe be really clear with to people as well in what circumstances they should be using the old way and or the new way. That might also be something that's really helpful. But you might say, look, from now on, we are going to collaborate on all our projects. And then here's all the support that that you, you're going to need to be able to do that. But from now on, we're not going to be just getting ourselves in a room and making decisions on behalf of people and submitting business cases that don't have any insights or collaboration from people with lived experience. That's a decision that you can make. So you will actually save time from doing that activity but to replace it. Whereas <clears throat> what we often see is, is that um, in that ex- exact same example, people keep doing what they were doing and then they add this extra activity on top of that other stuff. And it just ends up being a hell of a lot more time to do. Well, not even the same thing. They're, they're doing one thing that doesn't work that well for them that they don't want to do anymore and one thing that they would like to go to, but it's taken them a much longer time to do it. Yeah, and I think that's um, it's a really good point because we're always familiar with what we want to do, um, but we're not always that familiar with what we're currently doing and we're not always familiar with how much time we're spending on that which we're currently doing. So when we're looking at something new, we, we might look at it and go, oh, well, that's going to take 10 hours. Oh, well, we don't have 10 hours. But if you're already spending 10 hours on something else that realistically isn't adding that much value, it's it's a straight swap. It's not more. And quite often it's because we're, we're focusing on the new activity and we're not thinking about the existing activity. But also sometimes that time is in a different place. So what we see is often when we're talking about collaborating with clients, it can involve more time at the beginning because obviously you need to set up the right conditions, you need to create that right environment, you need to, you know, um, get get those insights, you need to sort of experiment and test and make sure that, that what you're about to launch is going to be successful. So it can take more time at the beginning, but it saves you time when it's time to launch and then you don't need to spend a lot of time communicating the benefits of what you've done to people because they can see them. So sometimes it's a um, it's not that it takes more time, it's that it takes more time in a different place. Um, but when you look at it end to end, sometimes it's even a reduction in time. So that's the other thing that you want to be clear on. Yeah, absolutely. And time's just one part of that factor too. Like the other thing is too is that what's the cost? in terms of not just the cost of time, but the cost of building something that you're guessing if is, is going to work. So I don't know about you guys, but when I'm wanting to spend money, I like to think, geez, I'd, I'd like to try and get it as right as much as possible so that I'm not wasting my resources. Yet, how many times do we as leaders of organizations guess and spend money on a guess rather than going to get the answer from the people that are going to use it and get their involvement so that we make sure that it works. So there's absolutely the, the the cost and the time, but there's also this the cost of then having to change something as well. Like, you know, people are sometimes building services and solutions and those sorts of things and to change them is not easy once it's out there. So get that right as well. You know, I'm not the analogy expert on this call or anything like that, but I'll have a crack at one. But, you know, a good example of this in a really practical sense, if you're not really sort of catching what we're saying so far is, let's say you wanted to get fitter right? Healthier and, and, and stronger and those sorts of things. And you might think to yourself, geez, I'm already working nine hour days. I've got my kids. I've got to take my dog for a walk. I've got to cook dinner for everybody. And I also like to um, wind down and watch a bit of Netflix before I go to bed. Where on earth am I going to fit in going to the gym for 30 minutes every day or something like that? You might, that's, that's like a, just a you know, side analogy of the same thing that we're talking about, right? 
And you might look at it and and you might go, all right, well, right now I um, spend 30 minutes every morning scrolling through social media in bed before I get up. Oh, I might decide to stop doing that and instead go to the gym. So it also doesn't have to be the exact same thing, but sometimes it doesn't need to be the old habit. It could just be something else that's no longer serving you well that you could also get rid of to have that time to be able to do what it is you want to do. And I always find that when leaders are looking for opportunities to stop doing things that don't really add value, uh, the best place and the best source to get that information is your team. You know, what are you doing that you don't love doing because you think it's pointless? <laughs> like, And they will absolutely always have a list for it. And look, sometimes some of those things are necessary and that's okay. I think everybody understands that, you know, we don't get to live in utopia where we just do the things that we want to do, but they will absolutely be able to, you know, give you really good information on the things that they do that they just don't see the impact or the results from. Yeah, someone's definitely going to say coding their expense statements. That was definitely my <laughs> thing that I started doing the most when I worked in a large organization. Now we've got a, an assistant that does that stuff. It's really nice. <laughs> Are you looking for innovative ways for your organization to deliver more impact? Take our online assessment and receive a customized report in your inbox that highlights exactly what to do next. It takes only five minutes to fill out and it's completely free. Visit Impacto Consulting com.au slash self-assessment. Cool. So that's a bit of the concept. So it is really about to get started. How do you sort of make this practical? Well, it is about thinking about what you want to do and then just simply looking at the things that you that aren't adding value today. It really comes down to prioritization at the end of the day and focusing on the things that are going to drive your organization forward. You know, if you are sitting there and you know that you should be doing something, you know, no one's going to come and change it for us. You know, that's the thing that we've all, we all realize the, you know, the longer we're in these leadership positions is, you know, it is up to us to, to make those changes. And this is just one way that you can do that. And we are quite often sort of preface our, um, our webinars and a lot of the content that we deliver to our clients in this way before they even get started, because it's a common objection going, because I say, people say, oh, geez, I'd love to do all that stuff that you guys talk about. We just don't have the time. Um, and so we always say at the very start, coming into this, this training session or whatever, please have this mindset as you go through this. Because what we find is, is when people do open their minds up to these types of opportunities, they do find things that they don't need to be doing or that, you know, that these um, new ways of working can replace these older and outdated and no longer serving as well ways of working. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think the other thing is it's not always about um, completely subbing out the old ways of working. Sometimes it is incorporating new ways of working into existing routines so that the additional time is negligible. I had a great example. We did some customer centricity workshops with Northern Coalfields Community Care. And what they understood when they were speaking to their clients is just how important the service that they provided was. And what they actually got to see was um, the the team that previously thought of themselves as being, I guess, the transport team got to see that actually, no, they're, they're all about facilitating people being connected with their community. And, you know, some of the stories that came out of, of those uh, conversations that they'd had with their clients were completely heartwarming. And one of the things that they 
also got from that was just the value of talking to clients about their experience. But of course, like everybody, they've, you know, they've, they don't have a lot of capacity. But one of the things they did was just included a question when somebody rang to make a booking. So now anybody who had transport previously, uh, when they ring to make their next booking, there's just a question that says, how did your last trip go? And it's just an invitation for their clients to say, actually, it wasn't that good because of X, Y, and Z, or, you know what, it was really great. And, you know, I love that the driver helped me bring my groceries in. That really made a difference. So it's just one quick question as part of an existing process that's allowed them to get a, a, a really broad and great range of information that you know, therefore facilitates them operating their business more successfully, but it's just a quick tweak. So it doesn't necessarily need to be a massive undertaking to take on new ways of working. Sometimes it can just be small tweaks that are built into your existing processes. Yeah, that's a really smart way of doing it. You're right. You don't need to completely sometimes change the entire process. You can just add a a little something in there that actually gets you the what you wanted and, and, and changes the way you're working, but you've just built it into something that you're already doing on a day-to-day basis. I love that. That's awesome. That's a, a testament to the value that you get when you speak to clients because you get to um, understand more and more about them. And it's, you know, when you when you apply this perspective of, well, how do we do this efficiently and effectively rather than waiting until we've got time? How do we incorporate this into the way that we work now with the resources that we've got now? It's It's amazing all the different creative ways that you can do that. Love it. So there you have it. Uh, There's some really good mindsets and places to start when you're thinking about how do we change the way that we work that you can use to look at your business and the way that you're operating currently and what is it that your organisation's doing that's perhaps not adding the value that you would like it to and some ideas for new ways to incorporate that into the way that you work. So thanks so much, Dan, and we'll catch you on the next podcast. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Innovate for Impact podcast. Any links to what we spoke about today will be posted in the show notes. If you'd like to know more about social innovation, visit our website where we have a heap of tools to help you on your way. Visit impactoconsulting.com.au. Thanks for listening. Now go out there and make an impact.